is also dancing because I started <laughs> dancing. Yeah. It, it is. Yeah. It is actually dancing is very good exercise for you, and so definitely I always try to dance yeah. at the end. So dance more. Yeah, dance more. Absolutely. Move, move physically any way you can. But you said it also at the end of the documentary um, that you're not scared of the monster of, of Alzheimer anymore. Right. Is that still the case, or did something change? No, it is still the case. Yeah. But I realized one interesting thing, seeing this every, every time I see it, when I hear the doctor and he said, I say, how bad is it going to be? My heart starts beating <laughs> faster, no matter what, every time, even though I know the answer, that I do not have the uh, Alzheimer's plaque. Now, that doesn't mean that um, I'm not going to have some other form. I could have some other kinds of monsters in my life, obviously, yeah. at my age I will, mm -hmm. but Alzheimer's is not likely ever to be one of them because I don't have the plaque, and at my age, I don't really have time <coughs> for the plaque to build up. The plaque has to build up in your brain for a good 10, 15, or 20 years before you begin to get any kind of memory problems or okay. any kind of dementia. So. I've outlived it, I think. Okay. <laughs> and um, could you, I'm, I'm, I'm a younger, younger person, I'm 32, and I never really thought about Alzheimer. Um, uh, well, it's not a monster for me yet. Let's, let's put it that way. <laughs> that, 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 that's true, but all the uh, new research seem, seems to be showing that what you do in early age, and especially what you do in middle age, uh, 40s and Studies are showing that that is really a critical time. High blood pressure is much more dangerous to your brain when you're 40 and 50 than it is when you're 80 or 90. Mm -hmm. uh, obesity, overweight, all of those things seem to have some sort of priming of your brain. It, it's not exactly clear. Yeah. Uh, however, the good news is almost all the studies are showing that even at my age or later in late age, what you do really counts in helping your brain with new brain cells and your memory. So it's never too late to, to, dance. to <laughs> dance or to physically move or to do any kind of mental activity, any kind of mental activity helps your brain, and physical, and social. For example, loneliness is a risk factor yeah. for dementia, and as Holland, is depression. Uh, in the last few weeks, uh, well, a few weeks ago, there was a lot of uh, talking about loneliness, which is a big problem in Holland. So oh, really? Yeah. Well, I didn't, I didn't know that, but it certainly among the elderly, yeah. it becomes very uh, critical. Jean, could you explain to me why um, people are so afraid of Alzheimer's? What is, what is this well, scenario? Well, that, that was what really inspired me, of course, to do this documentary because I was panicked uh, when I accidentally found out that I had this gene. I had no idea. Uh, then the fear ha is exaggerated of Alzheimer's, actually. And um, people have become so afraid of it, I think because it became so visible and 
and most people had no idea, including myself, when I went into making this documentary, how it had effectively, it had been sold to the public. Uh, so the fear is not um, The fear is, is overblown. Mm -hmm. Now, it doesn't mean that if you, it doesn't mean, uh, obviously, it's a terrible disease if you have it. I think where a lot of the fear comes from is that there's a big confusion between genetic <coughs> Alzheimer's and non-genetic Alzheimer's. So what happens is that people, there are two distinct kinds of Alzheimer's disease. And most people think that all of it is genetic, but that is not true, only about 2% all of the cases. At an earlier age. Yes, that you get at an early age, under 60. Yeah. So, unfortunately, if you do get Alzheimer's under 60, it is most likely to be genetic and and a very bad problem. And, of course, they're working very intensely on trying to find something to help that. If you get dementia, if you are going to get dementia after 60, there are other, there are lots of things that you can do okay, so to just keep it from <laughs> coming Not to books your brain. <laughs> what, what can you do? I think we heard a lot already in the, in the documentary, but exercise, have a social life, and good nutrition. mental activity, good nutrition, the Mediterranean diet looks like uh, the best diet. You could see how happy I was that I'd eaten so much salmon. <laughs> salmon is one of my favorite things, and herring and all of those fishes with the omega-3s because that seems to be really good for your brain. Yeah. Um, and uh, stress reduction, that's why meditation seems to be incredibly good in staving off. Uh, yeah. and, um, and sleep has now become a factor that is a predisposing people to uh, forms of uh, dementia. And what surprised you the most during the, uh, yeah, during the filming and the editing? it was to diagnose. I did not know that that it's such a, uh, it's just a crapshoot on whether or not they can diagnose it. Half of all the diagnoses are wrong, and so it's very difficult to diagnose uh, Alzheimer's or dementia ahead of, uh, you know, ahead of time. Um, so, and the most startling thing that happened, of course, during the progress of making the documentary that everyone was saying, we are facing a global epidemic of proportions unknown anywhere. This is going to be the worst thing that has ever happened to civilization. We are all going to become zombies if, because we're all getting older. And then, lo and behold, right in the middle of the, toward the end of my documentary, they started finding all these studies. The rates are not going up. They are going dramatically down. Uh, as you can see, in the United States, in the Netherlands, in England, and now in virtually all of the developed 
countries. And how is the situation in the undeveloped countries? Yes, that's a different, unfortunately, a different situation where, where you have affluence, where you have high education, whether where you have taking care of your heart, cardio cardiovascular uh, and prevention, smoking prevention, etc. That's where you are unlikely to have the rates going up that have them going down. Mm -hmm. um, in, in poor nations, the rates <laughs> are going up. Okay. And um, I noticed that you hardly film people who actually have Alzheimer's. <laughs> we, we is that with a with a purpose? Yes, that 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 was my purpose, not to talk about the possibility of almost all of the documentaries ever been made about this subject, talk about the how awful it is, which it is, and how maybe someday we'll have a cure. Uh, what ha has happened during my documentary and the last few years is that the real issue has shifted from let's find a cure to the cure is already here and it is prevention. By lifestyle, they know that they can prevent it, so, so essentially it's a cure because if you don't get it, you don't have to cure it. That was one of the big issues that has, that has happened. We now think of prevention and almost all the work is going into finding out exactly what people can do so that they do not get uh, memory problems and dementia. Now, everybody by my age is going to have some. Uh, I mean, I, I can't write as fast uh, in my books as I could when I was 30 or 50, but it doesn't seem to bother me that much <laughs> anymore. Uh, why, why, why did it bother you? Well, if I thought that I, well, uh, it, one of the interesting things to me in the documentary that I found out was how powerful the power of suggestion is. So if you think that maybe you have the gene and then you kind of notice things more. And the wonderful woman, uh, you saw the part about the Netherlands here and that the case, which is so dramatic, that wonderful woman was with us last night here. She came with a group to see it. And she is just fantastic now. But she was a person who was under the power of suggestion. The doctor told her she had Alzheimer's, and she began to develop the symptoms. And I sometimes think maybe there's a little bit of that in older people that you see because they think, well, you know, I should, my memory should be maybe getting a little worse. Well, on the other hand, I wanted to say to our audience that if you learn anything new here today in this documentary, you have some new brain cells. <laughs> they have been born in your brain, and I urge you to nourish them so that they get integrated and you have a bigger hippocampus. And so even if, you know, no matter what your age is, they're finding out, anything you do that your brain sees that's new, any new information that you get, uh, you are giving birth to new brain cells. So today you can probably, as the doctor said, you can probably give birth to 750 or 1,000. Maybe with this documentary, give birth to more, I hope. That's my, I hope so. That's my goal. And do you think maybe, um, although this is a personal question, uh, 
there's also a part of just being afraid of getting older? Oh, yes, yes, I think so. Um, I, I suppose that part of mine was when I, I actually began having those ridiculous nightmares about Dr. Alzheimer, that he was coming for me, and I was one of the chosen ones who I was going <laughs> because I had the gene. Um, I think, looking back, of course, it's not only that you're thinking about Alzheimer's, but, but the fear of, of getting older. But somehow now, I don't know, I'm not even into that fear very much anymore. Sleep apnea and sleep problems, insomnia also can, can uh, there's a risk factor now yeah. for dementia. Okay, thank you. Yes. Thank you for your film. Um, how has it been for you over these last 15, 20 years in terms of um, forgetting names that you shouldn't be forgetting, uh, Fred Astaire, Kirk Douglas? Is that, that is, do you find yourself often uh, forgetting names of people like that? And what's the relationship between the memory? Two questions. Um, do you find yourself forgetting names, and what's the connection between um, memory loss and Alzheimer's? Um, with uh, the connection between memory loss and Alzheimer's is that it is one of the first symptoms. It doesn't always mean that you have Alzheimer's, but uh, and there are new studies suggesting that people who feel they have memory problems. Uh, seriously uh, should get attention because there could be something there. Uh, as for myself, I think that names is one of the things that uh, becomes a little bit more difficult. I mean, I used to remember all the characters in the movies and such. I can't really do that quickly anymore. But having said that, the fact of is the brain is that the information is still there, and if you take a little time, you can probably find it. Your the retrieval system slows down, uh, but it it doesn't. And of course, memory problems 
are not always serious. There is a diagnosis called mild cognitive impairment, which is supposed to come before uh, dementia. So it's the, supposed to be the transitory, this transitory stage between normal and dementia. Now what they find is you can take, if you are diagnosed or you have mild cognitive impairment, the fact of the matter is that one third of the people may go on to have worse memory. One third of the people don't progress anywhere. They have the same memory. And in one third of the people, their memory gets better. So you can't always know that just because you're having some memory problems that it's gonna get worse. Sometimes it just gets better or stays the same. Who, who in the audience is actually afraid of uh, getting Alzheimer's? <laughs> quite, quite a few still. <laughs> oh, just one of the important points in the documentary that surprised me actually too was that we call everything Alzheimer's, all forms of dementia. It's kind of a wastebasket term. If you have dementia, they call it Alzheimer's. Well, the surprising thing was that Alzheimer's really is only 40% uh, of, our, of our problems with dementia. There are all these other uh, kinds of dementia and Alzheimer's actually mixes with vascular dementia, the really, bigger dementia problem is with your brain blood vessels. And the tiniest and tiniest of strokes that can't even be seen without a microscope. So it's not always Alzheimer's. In fact, uh, it's probably not. And, as, and one of the fascinating things too about Alzheimer's is that when Dr. Kawas was describing that, she found that Alzheimer's was the least of the dementias that she had studied that would cause dementia. In other words, all the others were worse. So she said, yeah, give me Alzheimer's. It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, if you have to have one. So we think of it as the big terror, the monster. big, the, the monster, and actually not so. Yes. Uh, your film contains a lot of very interesting information, which of course I would like to memorize, but also my memory is not that strong. Uh, has it been put in a, in a book or some other way of afterwards retrieving it? Is, is, your, is the information of the documentary somewhere, can we read it somewhere? Is it oh, in that's a book such or a an good, article? That's such a good question, isn't it? Uh, reason it's such a good question for me is that um, I'm in the process right now of, of uh, putting together uh, such a book and I, I'm uh, working on it and they're like, I decided a hundred things that I want to tell you that you might possibly look out for and I've done 40 of them so far. When I get back to the States, I am doing the others and you will be able to find that on my website, which is monster, www.monsterinthemind.com. And so I th I'm hoping to get it finished this uh, by the end of the year. Yes, people ask that, of course, because um, as a companion book uh, to the movie, all the things that, that you might want to know how to do. Yeah, I, I watched it twice. 
but I think I'm happier when she dies <laughs> because some parts they are a bit well, difficult. You know, if you, you don't have a medical background. Oh no, it, it, I have to say that that was one of the things that I had a huge medical background going in. I'd been writing on medicine 50 years or more before I did this, and uh, it, it's tough going. As a matter of fact, it took me so long to suddenly realize what the story was. And I woke up in the night and I said, oh, the story is, this is a big ghost story uh, that nobody really knows what's going on. Not even our top scientists know what's going on. Nobody knows what causes it. And we're afraid of this 100-year-old monster and it's not the monster that we think. And it took me a long time to catch on too. And all the stuff about the new stuff about if you have, th this is brand new, if you have some amyloid in your brain, this is new thinking. You can have the amyloid there, but you won't lose your memory for another 10, 15, 20 years. That was what was confusing about the Nun study. They had the plaque in their brains, but they weren't deteriorating in any way, and no one could figure it out. Now, having said that, there is a huge movement afoot that says this amyloid plaque may not be the cause of it either. No one really knows that, but it is the theory that they have been testing all the drugs on for years, and now there are many people in the field saying, um, We've never found any drug that even does anything. Uh, we think we'd better look for some other causes, and there's a big movement on for that. We have five more minutes left, so um, I see three hands. Yes, or oh, four. also what causes huge fear. I know uh, my brother-in-law has. But maybe she, she means that is there an alternative um, way of treating? Like in oh, treating for yeah. like a medicine or cure? Oh, I'm sorry, I thought you meant yeah, the way that we regard people with Alzheimer's. Yes. Um, 
Yes, there was, yes, uh, yes. And there was one of the, the woman who had come up with the, uh, talking about how unfortunately we uh, look at it as zombies, which is a terrible way to be looking at it. And she said, um, actually, what if we assume that these people had gone into some sort of wonderful trance where they had become <laughs> bigger and better people and that there were other ways to look at them rather than, than this zombie image, which is really quite terrible. Mm -hmm. Yes, other, lady at the back. into uh, alternative um, treatments uh, such as homeo homeopathic um, for well I, I'm actually did not get into that particular issue of uh, treating dementia and Alzheimer's in the documentary uh, so that's not something that I'm very knowledgeable about um, with a specific reason specific reason well then, then you don't think it's important or oh oh well it's just uh, it's just that um, it was not the part it was not part of the subject of this particular documentary or looking in ways to prevent it uh, it's always better if you can prevent it of course than uh, before the symptoms uh, that's where I think everything is moving and really should move. Now, after people have dementia, I know it is a problem. I know my sister has problems and many other people have problems with dementia. And there are some many things that they're trying to do. Unfortunately, there are no drugs. And most of the people I've talked to don't think there will be because the causes are so multiple. Um, that, that it is, but it's not something that I'm knowledgeable about. Okay, the last question. Yes. Okay. Uh, that was a fantastic film, so thank you for framing it as well. Um, I'm just curious, I have a medical background, so I'm wondering how you, what process you went through to help write down the complex medical information for a, for a wider audience? <coughs> Sorry if I'm <laughs> repeating it wrong. <laughs> Disclaimer. Um, the question was, um, how did you break down this, the information about Alzheimer for like a, a, a normal audience who don't have a medical background? How do I break it down? Yeah, how do you... Uh, in general? In, in well. For the documentary. Uh, I'm not exactly sure I understand <laughs> this question. Uh, I tried to put it in a different context uh, with the... Uh, old movie clips that I use. In other words, that's how I try to uh, break it down. I know some places it's kind of tough, but... Um, is, is that an answer to your question? Or not, not yet, Noah? Did you run focus groups? Um, no. 
No. To, to oh, see I see. To understand a documentary. Oh, I see. Well, in a way, yes, I suppose I did uh, with with a lot of my friends, and that was one of the questions that <laughs> I did ask: Are you understanding um, the science? And so we did, and actually, we of course, when the documentary was first made, it was like twenty or twenty-five minutes longer, and it was uh, a lot more uh, dense uh, medically than it than it is now. Thank you, Jean Parker. <laughs> <laughs>